D- double check. I'm I'm being recorded, right? Yes, you are. Welcome, one and all, to the circus that is Know Nothing Nerds Podcasts. Uh, I am the ever-bearded Twitch, along with my baby-faced co-host, Luke. Hi. How you doing, buddy? Super well, if I could figure out my microphone. Now I think I've got it figured out. Okay, you ready to rock now? Yeah. Rock out like... uh, Yeah. Like like we're we're at a Queen concert or something? Ooh, that's clever. (laughs) That's very clever. <laughs> yes. So uh, today we're going to talk Queen, but uh, before that, uh, anything exciting happened to you recently? Um, Any fun news to report? I'm trying to think of because it's been like a little while since we've sat down. It's been two weeks. It's, it's yeah. been too long. Yeah, it's been too long. Far too long. Yep. Uh, I think I'm still edit edit fatigued. Yeah, but a lot less. So, but but I haven't really done anything eventful. Um, I, uh, I watched a Harry Potter movie. Okay. Okay. That's about it. Yeah. That's about, that's, that's honestly (laughs) about all I've done. What about you, sir? Uh, nothing super exciting this morning though. Uh, got up super early to go to work as usual. Uh, I drive for Lyft, so I'm out there pretty early and I get up early on Monday morning specifically to do airport rides because it's busy day for business travel. And I can usually guarantee on Monday mornings, two to three airport rides before like seven o'clock in the morning. Jeez. Um, Cause I get up at like four. Right. Um, so today I was expecting that and I decided to take a different route to get to a different na- part of the city and stuff. Sure. Well, my route backfired on me. Oh my no. My new, new route backfired. So I picked up this guy, he, my very first passenger Monday morning, he is wasted, like out of his gourd wasted. And uh, he uh, apparently had a little sniffer of Jack with him or some (laughs) some hard alcohol. He's like, care if I do a shot in your car? And I was like, no, not not really. And uh, he kept on bugging me about it. He's like, what if what if I give you some like, you know, ecstasy? Like I got a whole tin of ecstasy you could have. And I was like. Still, you were like, well, (laughs) (laughs) no, I did pause because I was like, uh, what do I say to this? And I just told him no. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I saw you pause there. You probably like, if it was 10 years ago, you'd probably do it. And I was like, no, I'm not even so sure about that. (laughs) I didn't do X back then. And I don't plan on doing X ever now. So yeah, that was my first ride. And it just kind of went downhill Downhill from from there. there. I was just like, nothing's working out. But I did, I did get my goal for the day. So good. I'd love to do a podcast episode about Lyft just to hear some of your outrageous stories. We, we can stories. do something like that in the future with some of the stories that I had because I, I, I see characters. I, I was gonna say I've heard a few of them, but yeah. man, probably not, not nearly as many as you've seen. No, not nearly as many. So. Um, it's always a rotation of crazy characters yeah. in yeah. the Lyft vehicle. All right. So this week, episode 48, Bohemian Rhapsody. I bet you were expecting to hear Freddie Mercury speaking or one of Queen's hit songs. But I'm going to interject here real quick just to say that 
this is kind of a tangenty episode. Uh, as I am editing it, I've realized just kind of how tangenty it is. We uh, kind of go off the rails quite a bit here, but I just wanted to say this right from the get-go, that if you haven't seen this movie yet, you should. You really should see it. We don't really say that enough in this episode because we, we didn't really love it, but if you guys haven't seen the movie and are remotely interested in Queen, I couldn't recommend it more. Now here's the trailer. Do it again. One more. How many more Galileos do you want? Roger, there's only room in this band for one hysterical queen. Mark these words. No one will play a queen. Fortune favors the bold. Concerning your private life. All right, so Luke and I, we went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody this weekend. Um, and if you don't know what Bohemian Rhapsody is, it's not a documentary just about the song Bohemian no. Rhapsody. It's about the entire career. Well, I sh- yeah, the entire career of Pretty Freddie much. Mercury. Yeah, um, yeah. So, Up until the final stand. Yes. But, um, or sorry, the show must go on. Yeah. Excuse me. So it was. Uh, it was mostly about Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it really wasn't Queen Queen heavy, um, but. We can talk about that a little bit later. Um, initial reactions, like, did you did you dig the movie? Were you kind of on the fence? Um, I, I've been talking to a few of my buddies about it since uh-huh. then. And I, I genuinely recommend that they go see it. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I've recommended to everyone who I've talked about, you should go see this movie if you like Queen. Yes. Because uh, something that I wanted to talk about was that how – our family grew up with Queen. Yeah. Um, like everything we did was, there was a Queen song playing yeah. at some point in, in, in every year of our childhood. But I didn't like, like it as a movie. Similar, similar, similar yeah. feelings. I you. think, I think, uh, Rami Malik as Freddie Mercury. Was Rami Malik. Outstanding. Yeah. Out. Freaking saying the acting, the 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 casting that they did for mm-hmm. each of the roles for yes. the uh, people. I was talking to one of my friends about it, and I was like, during the like ending where they're showing those like actual home videos of Queen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a second that I genuinely wasn't sure if that was like B roll from the from movie, the movie, or if it was actual actually footage. Queen. Yep. Like that's how good some of the yes. uh, shots were with with the people. Yeah. I think that was outstanding, but just like the story was like confusing and kind of like cliched yeah and, and just like it it seemed rushed i don't rushed i don't want to get too far into the details about that until the second half of the episode but we could talk about that and i i, I know some of the issues with the filming and what went on to yeah. that and what reasons why it might have not been as strong of a story as it could have been yeah um but other than that like we can talk about other stuff so you said that queen was like a big part of you growing up and stuff like so what was your introduction to queen and like how did it like affect you yeah uh i don't remember the first time i heard queen okay Um, but my uh uncle steve uh who has since passed away Mm -hmm. uh he and my dad were always super tight and every time we would go to his house in maine um I remember Queen was always playing. He was a big rock and roll head. Yeah. And he just loved what, um, I guess he was kind of st- stuck in the eighties in that sense of like, woo, you know, yeah. it was awesome. <laughs> um, and, and early two thousands still cranking it. But yeah. 
I think in a lot of senses, Massachusetts and Maine, Maine especially, are still kind of stuck in that era. Oh, yeah. Where, like, things have definitely modernized and, you know, people are people are civilized, but mm. the, the music and the wardrobe is definitely caught somewhere between uh, 1970 and 2005. Yeah. Like, it's just this weird jumble of... And it's always kind of been like that, I feel. Um, but... I'm, I mean, I remember playing We Will Rock You on a boombox walking out with my swim team yeah. one year. Uh, and just like the, the all their anthems, I can tie to like a specific memory of yeah. childhood that's like really cool. Um, and it was mostly just Queen that I listened to growing up. Queen and then the Black Eyed Peas, <laughs> which I think is like the reason why... I think it's the reason why I listen to such a wide array. A wide variety of music, yeah. Because yeah, sure. everyone says that they listen to everything, and I I try not to say that because when people are like, oh, I listen to everything except country, huh? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to say I appreciate everything. Yes. Yeah. My, my thing is I always say, like, I love every genre of music. I just don't love every artist. Right, yeah. That's the way I put yeah. it. Yeah, that's, that's clever. That's a good way to put it. Because yeah. there's I have not run into a genre that I haven't found something that I don't like that. right so like I'll, I'll listen to anything from classical all the way to like hard hardcore stuff yeah um, yeah so so far there isn't like a genre of music like i guess there's that like real weird ass like avant-garde noise stuff that's like just static yeah and, like, weird shit that yeah that that if that's considered music i probably wouldn't get into right that. but still yeah even even that I I have some like super outland outlandish genre music yeah. that I that the I most, enjoy listening the to. The most the most outlandish musician that I like that does very 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 experimental music is Breakmaster Cylinder. Oh really? Yeah. That's funny. Like he's the most like experimental musician that I've heard like that I actually enjoy his stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. I like his stuff. But I wouldn't really even consider that outlandish. He's very different. Yeah. Um, he's got a super like distinguishable sound. Yeah. But I I guess I agree. It's it's not something that you would hear. It's not mainstream. Yeah. By uh, any stretch. By any. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. I guess I just like the. Um, I I had grown to appreciate. Because uh, growing up, I always had a appreciation for history, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if you know much behind like the reason why the royal family is still the royal family and why it hasn't changed. But it's like the monarch in the in in uh, England, especially mm-hmm. uh, in Britain, has always been like this facade of uh, they they the reason why they're not the head of the the government is because they need like a head of that someone that the people can look at and be amazed by, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I always thought that way with some certain bands and I appreciated queen because it was like, uh, they, they even said it in the, in the movie. It's like when people hear queen, their ears kind of prick up. It's like, yeah, you know, Michael Jackson probably has some sort of also that kind of yeah. response to it. But Michael Jackson also was a really weird dude. Yes. And not in the sense of like Freddie Mercury was out there. Yeah. But Michael Jackson was like kind of fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so like, there's always that drawback of like to be a legend, there's always that, that like pull to it. Yeah. But Queen just kind of seemed like 
otherworldly. They do. They totally do. And I think that part of that is the genius of who they are. And I think that they they talked about that a little bit in the movie, them being kind of the misfits and stuff like yeah. that. And, like, they're willing to try things out because – you got, like there there's there's a few artists from the 70s and 80s that stand out as being kind of eccentric characters that tried new things and weren't afraid to like say fuck it if you guys don't like it we love it yeah and we know that yeah. there's gonna be people people out there that are like us that are gonna like it and we're gonna experiment and do stuff like I would say Elton John I would oh, say yeah. David Bowie yeah um uh who else am I forgetting um there's another big one that I'm thinking of that um, uh, uh, Billy Joel even yeah um, yeah they experimented like I, I would even put uh, the boss under there mm-hmm. um, Bruce Springsteen like they tried different things and also oh the the big one that I was thinking of was uh, Bob Dylan oh yeah Bob absolutely. Dylan yeah um, so they're willing to experiment with their music they weren't gonna be uh, pigeonholed into one specific style of music right. Like, who, who 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 out of their like they're out of their damn minds to write a damn operatic piece like yeah and it was as a rock and roll band and like ha- and halfway through a rock and roll song like yeah it, yeah yeah so it's it's crazy the stuff that they did and like they just they were so comfortable with who they are yeah. and with what they wanted to do that they're just like we're going to continue to go forward, and if people love it, they love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they knew they were rock stars. They knew that they could do this, and Absolutely. people love it. Yeah. And it's good music. Like, uh, I, I remember, so my first introduction to, to Queen, so I come from a very country family. Yeah. Listened to mostly country music growing up. Um, the only rock, like, influence that I had was, I think my aunt, um, she listened to Bon Jovi. Nice. That counts. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was really the only thing that I heard. I maybe heard some stuff on the radio, sure. but like in the house, it was usually like eighties, like country and stuff like that. Dang. It was mostly what I listened to. So queen dropped into my life. When I saw the movie it was Wayne's world. <laughs> and that's what we, re- yeah. that, that was the resurgence of Queens, Bohemian raps. Yeah. That's that's the time period that pumped him up to uh, number one again with that song. Right. So I heard that song and I was like, "Oh, this is amazing!" Yeah. Like yeah. my my my. I think I was like, "What?" I had to have been like seven at the time or something like that, seven or eight, and I was just like losing my damn mind. <laughs> it was so good, so different from what I'd oh, been yeah. listening to. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other two songs that I knew um, after that were the Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, We Will Rock You, and We Are the Champions. Yeah. Those are the three only three songs that I knew forever by Queen. Um, and then when I got into high school, then I, I got into jazz, their album Jazz. Yeah. Um, listen to Fat Bottom Girls. Fat Bottom Girls is one of my favorite ones of theirs. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, it's... <clears throat> That was my my introduction, and like I've always liked Queen, and like I thought uh, Freddie Mercury was always this eccentric character and stuff. And then come to find out when I got older, realizing that Freddie Mercury was no longer with us, yeah, it just broke my heart. Yeah, yeah. broke my damn heart because it's like I, I want more music from right. these guys, and just the knowledge yeah. that that won't happen again. Yep. Perfect segue into this week's shower thought. Oh damn! Oh. Ooh, steamy. 
You got a shower thought for us. I do. All right. You struck us with the first two. Yeah. And now I'm following with the second two. Well, I did have the first two, but one of those twos we're never going to hear. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. You, so as far as the viewers are concerned, you've only had one. One. Huh. He had a really good one. Yeah. This L- damn perfect <laughs> shower thought. I hope you get to hear it someday. Ugh. Anyways. Anyway, my shower thought, do you think there will ever be a legend again? Like Queen? Like Freddie Mercury? Just in, like, yeah, in, I guess we'll start on that grand scale of like a Freddie Mercury. Do you think we'll ever have another Freddie Mercury? I gotta believe we will. Yeah? I don't know if we have anybody that could currently like... Of music, though. In music, I don't know if we, we really have... Like, I think the big problem is that there's so much music nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. That it's just so overcrowded and, and like and, you can't get above the noise. You're right. And popular music now is like spreading across all genres. Yeah. You know, like you have Ariana Grande on the top mm-hmm. charts at the same time as like some hip hop rapper yeah. is on the top charts yeah. uh, in the same in any given week. And um, the way that the music business is done today and it's it's changed quite a bit over the last decade with yeah. the revolution of internet. But it's still so very much like factory-made music. Yeah, it's not down to the artist typically to like write and produce their own stuff. Like Queen, they wrote and produced their own shit. Like yeah. they they were yeah. the ones that were in charge of what went on the record and how it sounded and stuff like that. By the end of it, they didn't have people telling them like you could you you got to write it this way. Yeah. But you got artists now like Ariana Grande, Beyonce, um, uh, Christina Aguilera and stuff like that, um, that they don't typically write their own songs. The majority of the pop artists that you hear, they don't write their own songs. It's usually somebody else, a a singer songwriter that is hired by the studio um, or uh, sorry, the record company to write songs for those artists. And people who... um who whose names you probably will never know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do you know Florence and the Machine? Yes, yeah. So I used to listen to an artist, Kid Harpoon. Okay. Which actually, I might play a little bit of them right now, just because they're like, they're one of my favorites. He's okay. one of my favorites. He was just like this, he was this like 23-year-old, he, he got signed by Young Turks over okay. in uh, the UK. Yeah. He was like this young uh, British dude while I was in high school. Who would do just like acoustic guitar and sing mm-hmm. like folky songs, um, but with like a kind of a rock twist? Yeah, and I thought he was brilliant. And then one year he just like kind of disappeared, and then in like so that was probably in like 2010 that he like just kind of dropped off the face of the earth. 2016, I found out that in those six years. The reason he hadn't released a song was because Florence and the Machine picked him up to write their music. Oh, interesting. And it's like, no one's going to know. Yeah. I don't even know his name, but yeah. no one knows that he's like writing their songs. Yeah. But it's, it's, and he's made a great life for himself. Yeah. I think he's got a wife and a, and a big house, but, um, but yeah, they're like the unspoken wizards behind yes. music. No, songwriters are like completely underappreciated because nobody knows who they are. Yeah, it's like ghostwriters. There's yeah. like bi- biographies that yeah. you get from like the celebutards, like uh, that they quote unquote write. Yeah. It's actually written by somebody else. Right. It's just they don't they get paid for it and they slap the celebrity's name on it. But anyway, so anyways, uh, will there be a legend? 
I think we have genius level music makers out there it's, yeah. uh, and uh, creators. I don't know if we're going to see anything that's to the level of like the Freddie Mercury's, the David Bowie's, the Bob Dylan. I just don't think it can be done anymore because now like you think of, you think of what came after that mm-hmm. is like, uh, just a, a wave of replicas. Yeah. And they're stupidly talented. Yeah. Like it's too late, baby. Uh, Foxy Shazam. Yeah. Oh like yeah. that's totally a queen. Oh no, no, Rip off no. sounding song. Yeah. But it's amazing. Yeah. But like they'll uh, Foxy Shazam will never be a legend. No, you and know it's I mean? it's kind of sad because uh, Eric. Oh God, what's his name? I gotta look it up. Clapton. No, Eric Nally, who's the lead singer for Foxy Shazam. Um, he, oh, that okay, gotcha. Like they they their music, like yes, it's very Queen sounding a lot of it, but it's also so damn good it's amazing but again like uh you'll never be able to show someone them like without either them saying oh that's like queen or you being like doesn't it kind of like it's kind of got that queen vibe to it And even even the way eric nelly performs is very freddie mercury yeah I, i haven't seen anything but just from the the uh What's that album that is it? Is it their self-titled that has uh, "It's Too Late, Baby" on it? I think it is from. Regardless, like the yeah, there's a, it's a picture of his face, and you're like, "What? Yeah, like I could totally yeah. see." Um, um, like he's he's definitely out there. And if you've seen, uh, uh he kind of Eric Nally kind of went to pseudo stardom when he was uh, featured in Macklemore song. Oh what? Um, uh, downtown. What? Have you not heard that song? I have. Oh, he's that's Eric Nally doing the chorus. Hang on. Yeah. Hey, uh, never mind. She's not. Gonna, hey, Siri's not going to be able to do that for me. No, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. She like pulled up. Uh, downtown. Melly Mel. Grand Master. Kaz. Yep. Cool. Some classic hip hop. Mo, D, and Eric Nally. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I got to hear the chorus. That's him. Yeah. Is that that the video playing or just the song? Watch the video and you'll be like, holy shit, Freddie Mercury's been reborn. Wow. I am not kidding you. Like, he, he performs like Freddie Mercury. And this is not on a dig on him trying to, like, yeah, no. pretend to be no. Freddie Mercury. He's just that he has that quality of being yeah. that type of performer. Yeah. And unfortunately, like, I think that we do have those legends among us in the uh, music world. I just don't think that they can rise above the noise. Right. And I also think, stardom. I can't remember where this was said, but. Um, they'll always just be the next Freddie Mercury or the yeah. next, you know what I yeah. mean? Like that's, that's what bums me out yeah. is that like Elon Musk is the next, yeah. you know, the next Tesla, the next, uh, yeah. yeah. Or like, and then the, the, when Elon Musk dies and then some other super genius comes yeah. out, but they're all like the next Tony Stark or like yeah, the real yeah, Tony, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean? Um, I, that's why I think that there will be no more legends because yeah. like 
Elon Musk is a household name. Yeah. But I don't think he'll be a legend because he's just being compared to the original legend of his history. Field. Well, history will only tell for the most part. And it's not to say that we don't already have legends and stuff or people that are iconic because we do have iconic artists. Like, we do. I, I, I know that it kind of seemed like I was ragging on Beyonce for not writing her own stuff. She is an amazing, I was going to say also, singer. I mean, I brought up Ariana Grande. Yeah. She makes up like 25% of most of my playlists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and she, and she's iconic. Yeah. Like Beyonce is iconic. Yeah. And I think she might be the closest thing to a legend that we think, have yeah. to an extent because she's, she is such a household name. Yeah. Everybody tends to love her. Yeah. Um, like you're so Beyonce. Like, yeah, that's true. Even people's style is like, yeah, it's like based it's off of her. Like interesting. So like her and maybe a few others and stuff, but I don't know if we're going to get like somebody that's such a powerhouse that creates their own music from like beginning to end and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to see that. Um, the history will tell, but yeah, yeah, there it is. Anyway. All right. Back to queen, back to queen, back to queen, back to queen. Final thoughts on queen. Then we so, should take a break. So, um, uh, a couple things that I'd just like to point yeah, out. Please. So, cause I don't know if you'll even know this. I probably won't. Um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not like a, I'm not like a queen trivia head. So, I don't know uh, when the songs were written. I don't know why they were written. So John Deacon, the guy uh -huh. that played John Deacon, the yeah. bass player. Do you recognize him at all? The guy who played him? Yeah. The bass player. Uh, no. Was he the dad from Stranger Things? No, 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 no. <laughs> who uh, da -na 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 -da -na he was in Jurassic Park? Na -na. He was the little kid. What? <laughs> no way. Dead serious. The entire time we were watching the movie, I was sitting there. Every time he was on screen, I was like, who is that guy? Who, I know you. I know you from something. I was just like going through all these movies and just like, I can't think of it. That like, is where so is he funny. From? Like, I, Did it hit you during the movie? Yeah, No, I didn't realize it until after the movie until I looked him up. Wow. And I then, and then it like. Yeah. And then it clicked. Yeah. Josh, John Deacon was played by jo Joseph Mazzello. Um, and he, he was the little boy in, uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, the one that, um, puked himself when he, uh, that is got so funny. In the car or was in the car and got yeah. tossed in yeah. the tree by the T-Rex. That's so funny. Yeah. Dang. Right. Small world, I guess. <laughs> also, uh, Ray Foster was Mike Myers. Another thing. That oh, I you didn't, didn't realize, realize that was not Mike even during Mike the Myers. film. I was like, well, when he popped up, I was like, that doesn't look like, I figured that was who. Mike Myers was playing, but I didn't even I know he was in the movie. Saw him in the movie, and I was like, "Okay, okay, yeah. I finally see it." Like yeah. a little bit of tinge and stuff. So. Yeah, that was great. Um, um, and then Ben Hardy too. Yeah, who I liked. Yeah, but yeah, that that's funny. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, <laughs> that blew my mind. Yeah. Nice. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to go into spoiler land and go in-depth into the movie about uh, certain aspects of it. Um, fact versus fiction, a little bit behind the scenes of some of the stuff that happened during filming. So, yeah, here you go.
All right, this week for the Know Nothing Nerds ad break, we are doing our recommendations. I have a great one that has lost me countless hours but have all been worth it. It's called Defunct Land. It is a YouTube channel that goes over all failed amusement park new rides or just amusement parks in general. So a lot of them are focused on, like, just stupid things. The one I watched today was on uh, Nickelodeon Hotel Resort that they did in Orlando. Uh, and it's it, they're just so the, the, they're really well produced. They're really well made, and just something that I didn't think I'd be all that interested in. But turns out I'm incredibly interested in. Uh, if you have ever heard of an amusement park, he's probably covered it. Or if you've ever heard of an amusement park uh, disaster, he's probably covered it. Have you ever heard of Actionland Twitch? No, I've not. That was like a big thing in the East Coast. It was this amusement park that was just terribly dangerous oh they they making a movie about it are they, they really it. Yeah. yeah it stars johnny knoxville yeah there yeah. you go there you go so the movie that produced that was a real actual uh amusement park like six people died yeah uh it, it was a it was a crazy crazy big thing but he did a video about it and it's just it, it's very knowledgeable and just super out there so if you want to go check it out defunct land on youtube uh he's got i think two seasons out with like 20 episodes each they're amazing go check it out twitch what do you have uh i have a show uh from showtime called kidding starring jim carrey uh it's a story about a guy that is a mr rogers type he has his own public access show uh and he's kind of going through a midlife crisis uh his son died um and he is going through like trying to be the nice guy but he's kind of going through a psychotic break so crazy shit happens and it's a fun watch so check it out nice back to the show back to the show All right, welcome back, everyone. We are going into spoiler zone. Everyone so, dies. Everyone dies. Kind of. No, well, no, 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 no. I do have a spoiler. We should have put this at the front because uh, it would have been like a spoiler that was like, ah, ha, 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 like the whole like uh, Rogue uh, Rogue One. Yeah, deal. yeah, yeah. Freddie Mercury dies at the end. He should. Well, <laughs> he doesn't die at the end. He doesn't die at the end. Actually, that's true. Like he's alive. He's for the alive whole movie. for the whole movie. Yeah. Um, but he does die. He does like, die. Eventually. Unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately. Rest in peace, my man. So, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. So, as as a movie, as a whole, I don't have a whole lot to complain about the acting. Like, yeah, no. The I thought the acting is was stellar. superb. I, um, uh, I was talking about it the other day, actually. One of my biggest fears going into it was how they were going to do the live performances, yes. which I obviously knew was going to be a big part of it. Uh-huh. I don't know who the fuck did the voice for Freddie Mercury, but damn. Yeah. Like, that was awesome. It was so and good. And also, like, just for those of you who are also worried about it, who haven't seen the movie yet but are okay with it being spoiled, just know that they do a stellar job with it because they do, like, these, like, tour compilations yes. with one song yep. and just occasionally cutting to them singing it live yeah with like he does breaks in it and like will speak to the crowd too it, it's it's fantastic yeah. the mixing of the movie was amazing so if if you want to go see it if you go if we should have possibly said some of the stuff at the beginning but if you do go see it or want to see it or kind of on the fence about it i would still suggest like 
taken a chance on it. Yeah. Because for the musical side of stuff, it is absolutely phenomenal. It's amazing. It's yeah. really fun to watch those guys up on stage recreating some of those yeah. iconic moments yeah. from uh, Queen's uh, lifetime, specifically the Live Aid stuff. Yeah. The Live the li- Aid that whole, set. whole concert set, it was only 10 minutes. But it felt like you were at the rock concert. Totally. Like it felt like you were you could have been there and stuff like that. And there's a lot of if you do a side by side with the footage from Live Aid they and the movie, it's super similar. Yeah. And in fact, they uh they had they recorded the exact same set as Queen originally did it. Oh really? Yeah. So all six songs they actually recorded them, they just cut it down from that 26 minutes to, yeah, 10, to minutes. 10 minutes um and they will be apparently releasing that with in later oh with, so when the, like, see, the, so you can yeah, see the whole thing so you can see the whole thing which i'm super excited that's about. so cool that's really cool because that's one of the most iconic like television performances of oh all yeah time, absolutely is queen at, uh live aid. live aid yeah um and the way that uh rami malik like kind of embodies freddie mercury like he 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 does his movements he he ha- he sounds like him he yeah. talks like him yeah he looks like him which is insane incredible um is really cool um, the um his 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 vocal his vocalization of freddie mercury really entranced me at the beginning of yeah. the film i was a little fatigued of it by the end because uh-huh. he would like kind of hold on to the same words and like enunciate them all the very same, and I'm not entirely sure if that's how Freddie Mercury was. Not quite true. Oh, yeah, either. yeah. But um, but by the end of a two hour runtime, I was like, all right, yeah. I was kind of tired of that. But again, for like the first hour and a half of it, it was just incredible. Yeah. So the story- and I never got sick of his acting. Neither did I. Yeah, Neither did but, I. Sorry. Um, the story side of things definitely kind of felt lackluster, and I think that there's a couple of reasons behind that. So the movie largely follows the rise and fall and and rise re- again <laughs> rebirth of freddie mercury yeah um it's not necessarily about the band it's definitely more focused on freddie mercury which like he cut like he was the face of queen yes. and it's not it's not to any faults of freddie mercury it's not like he was necessarily trying to hog the limelight it was just because, like, he was such an eccentric and out there character yeah, yeah. that he overshadowed the other three guys in the bands. Um, so Roger Teller, Taylor, or Roger Taylor and bass player, May or no, it's May Taylor and I just said his name, bass player guy who always get the bass player always gets shafted. Just FYI, if you're ever a musician. Don't become a, a bass player. John Deacon. Deacon. John Deacon. Um, so the story was more about Freddie Mercury because he th- those other three guys, more or less normal dudes Yeah. Uh, in the grand scheme and of And again, like, pr- even more so proven by the fact that the two of us just had to Google their yeah, names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah, I'm not entirely um, sure what they were. The other thing that kind of bothered me, too, is with, like, the story side of things, um, is that... The other guys in the bands, um, they really had a very lackluster role in like the overall story. Yeah. Like they came in at some points and were like offered up different views on the situation and stuff. But for the most part, they had no like major impact on where the story was going. Yeah. 
um, which was kind of sad. It felt like that could have been taken more advantage of. Um, and then Deacon, the guy that played uh, Joseph Mazzello, uh, who played John Deacon, he was like, as much as I liked the moments that he was in in some of yeah. them, he was the least fulfilling character that he I was saw. very standoutish. Yeah. You like noticed when he was on screen, you noticed when he's on screen, but not for the right reasons. Yeah. Like you were like, huh? He you didn't feel did like he, he face. yeah, he didn't feel like he fit in yeah. with the other stuff. Although if you look at, uh, the live aid footage of John Deacon yeah. and Joseph Mazzello on there, oh, you, <laughs> they look so similar. It's yeah, scary. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it was, that was a little bit off. Uh, the other side of it too was the storyline with Pretner, um, his pretty boy like assistant yeah. and stuff. I think that they handled that one a little weird because they brought him in a little too late as like the antagonist of the story, and it just didn't feel like we we're really getting enough of the whole story. Yeah. Um, which apparently in real life, Pretner was kind of like a big part of Freddie Mercury's downfall. Right. At least from some of the biographies and articles and stuff. Even the guys in the band say that, yeah, he was a bad influence. Right. In his life. Yeah. Um, and he uh, he did get fired by Freddie Mercury. And that was true. And he did say some of that stuff in a, telev- in on, a television yeah, on like an interview um, to kind of get back at Freddie for firing him. I get that the movie had to be uh, rushed and dragged in certain areas because when you're when you're trying to because you have to give honor to Freddie Mercury yep. while also telling his story yep. while also making an entertaining movie yep. while also letting actors act. Uh-huh. And it's like this. It's a lot of stuff to have to juggle. So I get it. And I was never going in expecting like the best story ever told. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've seen better biopics about musicians. Like I think Ray is a phenomenal biopic. Um, I don't think I've seen Ray, Ray Charles. Yeah, I don't think I've seen um, that. Walk the Line. Another Walk one the Line is great. Is great. Um, so there's good biopics. This just one. This one just doesn't fully stand up to it. Yeah, I would. I, I want to talk see, about my favorite one, but in a little yeah, bit. I would love to, to see um, Rami Malek Malek get a uh, be nommed for. I'd love Oscar. to see him nommed, and then I'd love to see him do more yeah. now. Because really, the only other thing, and why I think he did such a phenomenal job in it. Is because the only thing I've seen him in is Mr. Robot. Yep. And I only saw him in like seven episodes of season one because I didn't uh, really love that show. <laughs> Neither do uh, I. Yeah. My no, roommate I, loves it. I, Everybody I, else loves it. And I think it's I think it's well done. I think it it's, just doesn't it, yeah, it's just not doesn't my kind of show. I thought, I thought it was really well done. I I just wasn't interested. Yeah. It was kind of strange. But seeing him in Mr. Robot and then as Freddie Mercury like blew my mind. Yeah. Like that to me shows what a good I hate typecast. Yep. And I think we see it a lot now because there are like the strong female lead and it's yeah. like who should we get for that? And it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. I could think of a few, you know. <laughs> um and, and like it's just like when when you're not sure who when you can't like distinguish between Jennifer Lawrence and like I don't know, who like other women who get typecast yeah. into that role. But like between Mr. Robot and Freddie Mercury, two polar fucking opposite oh, for roles. sure for sure um and he did them both really well um, for sure so yeah actually i'll talk about it now almost famous oh yes is almost like one of my most favorite amazing. movies in the world yeah and i think that that is like how you do that kind of movie 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and and again, they weren't necessarily dealing with the legend of scale as Freddie Queen, Mercury yeah. or Queen in general. But I think, like, not necessarily like the journalistic following everyone around kind mm-hmm. of approach to it. But like that, I think is how you do a, a movie like that. Yeah, but a band wasn't the center stage of that shit, right. that movie. It was it was more about the journalist. Than yeah, it was actually about any like particular artists and stuff and it was but again you could do that focused on freddie mercury because you could tell true that like freddie mercury was the first person view i suppose or the, i guess the second person view yeah. of the movie and so it's like and and it's even more so because the scenes with the band mm-hmm. when like band moments are happening are rushed Yes. You know what I mean? Like when I would Freddie joins the band, yeah. it's like a 20-second interaction. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when they're fighting, it's like a 30-second interaction. Yeah. But, like, the camera's always poised on Freddie Mercury. Yes. So it's it's like, why not give him a little more space to breathe? Yeah. And to be fair, so this happens with all movies. A lot of stuff ends up on the cutting room floor. Yeah. They film a yeah. lot more than what is actually there. So apparently, this is this is from an interview that I saw with uh, Collider that uh, the main uh, the main characters did it with. Uh, that apparently the first cut of the film, four and a half hours. I would see that. I would see it too. I would love to see. I that. would. I would not mind sitting through a four and a half hour movie of Queen of that of yeah. that if it's all legitimately good stuff. Like, yeah. I would absolutely love them for them to put out like a second cut of the film, yeah, like, like the full post version. theatrical yeah. release, yeah. of that whole thing. I think it's it's a big enough story to do it to do that, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of moments that obviously had to end up on their cutting room floor to get to what the standard like movie rate is, which is roughly two hour film, and it was just over two hours, yeah. I think the total. Um, I think that that's dumb too, but yeah, um, it, well. It's because it's a it's Americanized. Um, yeah, and we have attention spans attention of rabbits. Span, yep. So, because most movies like uh, comedies are only ninety minutes. I know, and that's that's I get that. Yeah, I can only watch ninety minute comedy it's true. before I'm like, <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm done. But bigger movies, more more temple drama movies and stuff like that, two hours. Two yeah. hours is the max yeah. that t- people typically will go and that's strange to me that that hasn't been addressed or that you haven't spoken about that being addressed because now and i i kind of understand that it's like a little bit easier to digest a tv show Mm -hmm. because you can watch a little bit of it and then stop and then watch a little bit more but a lot of people are not going to movies anymore and instead binge watching television yes you know what i mean and like you watch a you can watch an entire season of television on netflix and it would take you 10 hours yeah and people are doing that more often than they're seeing so a two-hour movie. Which I, I would love to say that it's because people are getting wise to the idea that the Hollywood movie system, movie machine, is mostly trash. Yeah, but it's but just because they're lazy. Due, it's due to their lazy. They don't want to go to the theaters, pay 10 bucks a ticket, or even in some places up to like $15 a ticket. Yeah. And they have to take out a freaking second mortgage just to buy popcorn and right. soda. Like, uh, I was talking about that with my grandpa a little while ago. Yeah. Where it was like, he used to go see a movie for a nickel. Yeah. And yeah. you would get uh, the movie and then some popcorn and a Coke yep. for a nickel. And then yeah. I was like, I went I, I went to the movies the other day. And guess how much I spent? 
It was like nine bucks for the ticket and then like thirty for the popcorn yeah. and a drink. <laughs> yeah, it's it's usually like that. And yeah. you know, people it's understandable that, you know, people are mo- mostly consuming that type of entertainment at home now. A lot of theater or a lot of studios are uh, experimenting with the idea of doing on demand. So Netflix is doing this. They'll release a movie in the theater and like either the day after the release, they drop it on Netflix. Wow. Yeah. Guess what I saw on Netflix the other day? What? Uh, I saw, I don't remember what it was and I should have looked it up before I did this. But if anyone knows, uh, tell us. And and if you know, tell me. Mm -hmm. It's an episodic week to week Netflix series. Oh, they, yeah, they got a couple of those out yeah. there. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, because um, I like, um, I like having to wait. I like watching Game of Thrones week to week as it's coming out and being like, "What?" It depends on and then the... having seven full days to digest what just happened and yeah. then doing it again. You know, and it's like let that excitement build and then have it fulfilled. Only just like they, it's like when you have an itch and next time you get itchy, scratch it for like a second and then stop. Because that second is amazing. Yeah. And then it stops and you feel it kind of build up again because you didn't give it a full scratch. Yeah. And then do it again. And then so, that's what I feel like good TV does. I, I would agree with you, but there's some series that are just so damn bingeable that, like, you feel pissed off if you can't watch it immediately after. Like, Is that because they let you binge it or is that because... You because have, it's built for binging. Like, the, there's, yeah, like they've, there, they've, they've adapted it in a yes. sense. It's like every TV show could still be week to week for the most part. Yes. But like stranger things, that show is not built to be a week to week show. Yeah. But again, you change the format barely and they could put that out on like HBO weekly. They would have to change story details with just a little bit. Um, But I think if they did that, it could jeopardize the quality of the show that you're putting out. Do you really think that I do? Because the reason why uh, we're totally getting off, I know, I know, off tangent, but so how, how TV shows work out like network TV shows, most cable shows work out is that they repeat a shit ton of information. So most network shows you'll hear, like every time an ad comes on, you will you'll stop at a certain point in the show and then when you come back they have to say you'll, it again. you'll you'll have to they go back in time about yeah. 30 seconds sometimes and re-show everything that's happened and then by the next week you've already forgotten everything that's happened in that episode so they, and if it's a if it's a so myth, mythological like- mythic show mythos show that has a, or god dang it if it's a serial that's the word i was looking for they got to come back and feed you back that information again about where the characters were. Yeah, so, but you can do that in a previously on. Not all the time. Yes, you can do that, and that's what most serials do. But still, there's some information that has got to be revealed back again into the actual Again, show. though, is that uh, is that does that have to happen because ninety uh, percent of the viewers are not you and I? Yes, who are like digging for info yes because i I, like i actually try and retain when i when i sit down to watch something i try and actually watch it you know what i mean like it's no and i and no it's for that for sure because they're not actually they and also the other thing that happens is a lot of exposition has to be given in dialogue yeah because most people are not staring at the screen the whole time 
So that's the way network television goes that's and fair. stuff like that. So they've binge worthy shows, bingeable shows and stuff are designed to actually make you focus on what's on the screen, get you really wrapped up into what's going on. Interesting. And by the end of it, when it gets to the end, if you don't immediately go back into that, into the next, next day, next hour or something like that, if you wait a week, you can wait a week. It doesn't mean that you, you have to watch it immediately and stuff like that. But if you, if you wait, a certain amount of time like you got to go back revisit what you watched because they don't typically repeat information yeah in the in shows I, that are bingeable i i see that and i hate when they do repeat it in books yeah yep if i'm reading a book and they're like that's the same golden glove that my mother was wearing i'm like i will audibly say it like even if i'm in the library reading i'll be like i know yeah yeah <laughs> i was paying attention <laughs> So that's that's the reason why interesting they okay. have stuff like that. Okay, that's fair. All that to say, I've been saying this a lot. I said it with um, with with that one movie that we saw. Debbie does Dallas. Nope, <laughs> that one movie that we saw like three weeks ago. What movie did we see three weeks ago? Come this on, is bad. come on. This is bad. What was it called? The 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 horror one. The Apostle. The Apostle. Apostle. Yeah. I said it with Apostle, and I think I'll say it again with Bohemian Rhapsody. I think I would have enjoyed it more if it was a TV show. Yes, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I would totally agree with that. Yeah. If they had done, like, even for Bohemian Rhapsody, if they had done, like, a miniseries, like, five episodes. Yeah. Five hours, that's as long as they made the movie. Yeah. Then they could get all that information to you. I don't know. But it would have to be an AMC-style show. It could not yeah. be put out by Fox Television. Cause yeah. Shoot me in the head if Fox were to do a television series about Queen. About Queen. Yeah. Yeah, like AMC, Netflix. Netflix, I could see. Uh, Amazon. Amazon, I could see. Yeah. And Amazon, like maybe. Amazon's quite not 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 really up to par for me, at least. Yet. Oh, for you? Oh, like, I do oh, want to see Billions. Is that what it's called? No, that's Showtime Billy Bob show. Thornton. Oh, Billy Bob Thornton. What's the Billy Bob Thornton? Oh, one? Goliath. Goliath. Yeah, I want to see that. That looks good. I haven't seen that one yet. That looks really good. I just like Billy Bob Thornton. Amazon's got some really good sleepers that you you were like, oh wow, that's actually really good. Yeah. So I wanted to see Jack Ryan, but then I remember that I don't really care about Tom Clancy stuff. But John Krasinski is so damn good. Dude. Yeah, but again, like everyone loves John Krasinski because of The Office. I've seen like two episodes. Not even of the because Office. of The Office. I don't love him because he was Jim from The Office. What do you love him from? I love him from uh, the other stuff he's done. He's done. Uh, Name stuff he's done. This has been a tangent in the episode. Very While much he's so. looking up the info on what he's done, uh, I'll just real quick before we go on our tangent before the end of the episode, we're not doing a Know Nothing quiz th- this week because uh, this was kind of a tough one to drum up a whole lot of content on. Uh, we could have done a Queen one, but I uh, like a Queen song one, but I would have smoked Twitch on it. For we could have sure. done a Movie Insider, but Twitch would have smoked me on it. So uh, we could we could have done like a one based on the movies, but there wasn't really enough uh, meat there to do questions on that. Regardless, no quiz this week, so we're gonna we're gonna do a tangent instead right yep, now for sure. Uh, and then we'll do our quiz next week with our uh, with our interview spe- special yeah episode the conspiracy the theater conspiracy theater. So get uh, ready for that. So I love him specifically. One of the things that I saw outside the office was Away We Go. I've never heard of it. It was pseudo, like... He was in The Quiet Place, wasn't he? Yeah, he directed it, dude. Oh, I didn't know that. 
I haven't seen that. Still. Um, away we go. It was like a kind of a rom com, more more on a, the comedy side. A space way or away? Away. Like, here we go. Away. Here we go. Away. Away, away from here. Away from here. Um, and uh, he was also in uh, Thirteen Hours. Never heard Benghazi of that. Benghazi story. No. It was about the uh, uh, CIA base that was in Iran. The only yeah. movie like that that I've seen is Zero Dark Thirty. That movie Simil- was similar fucking style. insane. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, Whew. I have. That movie was nuts. Yeah. So he's done other stuff outside of The Office that they, I am yeah. a true fan of his. All I know of him is from The Office, and now I guess The Quiet Place, but I still haven't seen The Quiet Place, and I've only really seen two episodes of The Office. I yeah. saw the Booze Cruise one, and I think like the pilot episode. Yeah. I don't really like that. But I don't really like sitcoms because I guess I have no soul for humor. No, you don't. In my life. And I, <laughs> but that's fine. I had a conversation about it. Like, a bunch of my buddies are getting into Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And I cannot. Oh, I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. What, like, why? Because, like, discount Adam Sandler's in it. And oh, everyone loves him. Screw you. His name even sounds like Adam Sandler. Andy, Andy Samberg, Adam Sandler. I get it. I get it. They look I the same. They funny. do dumb noises together. <laughs> That's what they sound like the whole time. And then everyone giggles. That's it. They don't laugh. They giggle. It's a truly funny show. I I've never seen it, but I disagree. There is slapstick. There is there is smart humor in it. There's fun storylines. Uh, it actually like progresses a storyline throughout the entire show. Each season. You know the it's worst your, part like, of my like shitting on sitcoms is what? is that I've never really given them a chance. So, like, the one day that I do sit down, and I'm like, fine, I'll uh-huh. put Brooklyn Nine-Nine on. I'll watch, like, every episode in a minute and be like, Twitch, oh, yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so funny. Let's do a podcast about it. <laughs> we will. Oh, we yeah. will one I'm day. Sure. I'm uh, sure. We'll do a podcast about Jake Peralta. Jake Peralta? Is yeah. he the... That's Andy Samberg's That's Andy Sam- Adam character. Sandler's character. Yeah, Adam gotcha. Sandler's character. <laughs> Uh, anything else with, uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody? I really like, I, I think you all should go see it. Yeah. Cause I, it's, it's just one of those movies that I think is totally worth it. Um, I, it's, I don't know if I'll see it again. I don't, I might see it again just because there's some of those moments in there. Like the interactions with the other guys in the band were a lot of fun. Seeing them like in the studio, that was a lot of fun to watch them. Seeing him and Ro- uh, not Roger, May, the drummer. This is, this is terrible. We're terrible at this. <laughs> We're terrible. Yeah, Roger Taylor. Roger uh, Taylor. When uh, Freddie Mercury and Roger Taylor are interacting with each other, kind of having that like, like, at the sibling party. rivalry type thing. No, no, no. In the studio. Oh, and stuff oh yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. That stuff's always funny for me. Yeah. Um, especially when they're ragging on him about the um, the car song. Yeah, I thought that was very funny. Yeah. That's clever. Um, so it's 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 worth watching it for those moments alone, and just watching Freddie Mercury again. Oh yeah, like because he really, Rami Malek really, really, really embodies Freddie Mercury throughout. The Absolutely agree. Film. Applaud for him. Yes, yes, nice. And answer. Queen approved it. So yeah, I heard that. Yeah, like, didn't even have to sing for them. No, no, he did. I think. Oh yeah, and I I thought I saw it somewhere that. Like on an interview with like Stephen Colbert. Oh, like, gotcha. I guess Queen liked his singing. Yeah. Uh, f- uh, for it. Yeah. Which is cool. And the uh, 
the guys they actually were there throughout most of the filming too. really yeah that's cool so that's cool that's like the best fact checkers are the people who you who actually <laughs> who have experienced, experienced it. it yeah it's like ah, <laughs> oh, it didn't quite happen like that all right let's do it again yeah <laughs> so uh yeah and the guy that played uh may he actually had to learn the guitar parts from really from the real May. that's cool yeah that's really cool yeah interesting so i like that yeah I like cool stuff. continuity stuff as like as a piano player as a pianist i suppose i should yeah. say yep i do like when what they're playing is actually matches matches what you would actually i didn't play. i didn't ca- i didn't i wasn't really looking for it in um bohemian rhapsody because i'm trying to like pay attention to the movie uh, if i'm seeing something for like the second or third time i'll be like are they actually i love doing it in animated music in animated movies yeah like something that i think pixar does really well is actually like uh, uh who did who did sing it is that what it's called sing sing that was i think that was illumination studios they did a great job with like yeah. actually doing the notes but as someone who's never who has like a year of high school guitar under his belt is like i'm sure that's right <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah no, that makes it, sense. it looks like it's matching <laughs> the picking rhythm <laughs> but i'm sure to like someone who has years of experience under it can like appreciate those yeah. those moments so yeah but that's cool i like the little things that they put into yeah. it that's so good. uh i guess that's it for us this week uh shout out to uh mckenzie who uh, said we're our latest episode of the haunted house luke's new experience was totally awesome oh so thank you for that comment on our facebook page which reminds me if you guys are uh, going to fact check us we want you guys to interact with us and you can do that by going to our facebook page facebook.com forward slash know nothing nerds or just search know know nothing nerds you can also find us on twitter at can nerds and then email us at knownothingnerds at gmail.com. So we want to interact with you guys. We'll shout you out on the podcast because everyone wants to hear their names on the podcast. True. So come back next week when we'll have Carson uh, from the uh, from Conspiracy Theater. From the Theater. No Nothing Nerds. Yeah, from the No Nothing Nerds. From Conspiracy Theater talking about conspiracies, talking about the show, and uh, what it means to be an improv conspiracy theorist. So we'll see you next time. See you then, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.